Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two year contracts, they said, What the f are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Welcome everyone to the Really 007 podcast for another look into the extensive James Bond songbook. Despite this being the seventh episode, I think, in the series, we've still got quite a few that have yet to be explored. Anyway, you can download all our episodes on iTunes and Spotify, as well as video interviews and specials on our YouTube channel. Simply search for Really 007 and you should be able to subscribe, rate and recommend us. We're also on social media. Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And again, give us a follow in. Um, yeah, just join in on the chat. And uh, I hope you don't, you know, block us or or get blocked, basically. Yeah. <laughs> no names mentioned here. Anyway, Ooh. thank you. Uh, <laughs> special shout out tonight to Wolfgang Johann Tureif. I don't know whether another one of our many German fans, who, well, I assume from that name, who is a regular on our Facebook page. So thank you, Wolfgang, for your support. But tonight, I am joined by regular contributors, Chris Goldie, Rob Parker, and my brother, Harry. Good evening. Evening. Good evening. Good evening. Anyway, yes, we're also joined by two special guests and huge Bond fans in their own right. We have, first of all, that guy, Sai, or a, is it a November man, not November man? Yeah, for copyright, we're going with a November man. <laughs> a November man. <laughs> is, that, is that based on the film? Anyway, sorry, this is Simon, anyway, just to introduce Hello. you. But, uh, hey! Is that name based on, is there a Pierce Brosnan film? Yes. Yeah, yes, my, good. Yeah, my birthday is in November, and I'm a fan of the Brosnan, so it just seemed right. I just went with it. Well, you more than welcome here already, Brosnan. But yes, Sai, I know, has been a long bit of follower of For Your Reconsideration, which is, of course is Rob's oh. podcast. Yeah. Seriously? Yeah. Thanks, man. Yeah, I think you, yeah. Is that how you first heard about it? A lot of it was down uh, in lockdown. Um, I was just looking for things to listen to, um, and I fell into both this podcast and then FYR. Uh, oh. So, yeah, and I've been a fan ever since. So, both. 
Thank you, mate. <laughs> Thank you so much, man. Your, your laugh, Rob, is infectious every time you hear it. It cracks me up. <laughs> <laughs> and I hope there's a few times tonight that we can oh, we sure. can break out a good example. <laughs> the covers, Rob, will make you laugh. So. Oh, don't, well. don't, don't. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, we have seen Sai before because he was uh, a contributor to our anniversary special where he was in the, the Brosnan section. What? Alongside, we had Shayla, Sam Rogers, Evan Cockner, and, of course, the mighty Lorenzo, Lorenzo That's Gregius. It. So that was brilliant, wasn't it? That was great. <laughs> well, great, great fun, great yeah. fun. Brosnan isn't as much on the topic tonight, but I'm sure we'll shoehorn him in anyway. Well, our special second guest is Mr Tom Brunt. Now, there's another connection with Rob here, isn't there? That yeah. was at Sheffield Hallam, wasn't it? It was indeed university, yeah. Wasn't it? So, yeah. Privileged to be on. It's, um, yeah, this is my first ever podcast experience being on one, so I really appreciate the opportunity to be coming on. And, yeah, as you can say, we go way back, but it's all through our mutual friends at uni and the courses we've been on, so, yeah. Yeah, um, and, and maybe a few cold ones. And a few cold Yeah, definitely. <laughs> oh, yeah, here, definitely. And a few films. Like, uh, yeah, you know. Yes, uh, we, yes. We did a few films together as well. So it's, We um, did, yeah, we did. Yeah. yeah. Very good. Yeah, uh, my caveat to this is this man here knows his stuff. I've known that for a long time, so this man here knows his stuff. Were you both part of Danny McMonagall's amazing film series, Frank Bastard? Yes, yes, yes. On YouTube, I think I think the uh, the inception of of that idea was definitely both of us from the beginning. Um, And it it started off at university, and then it spiraled into Danny McMonagall doing his own stuff around around Rotherham. So, (laughs) yeah, actual vigilante guy, basically. Yeah, (laughs) avant garde cinema at its absolute finest. (laughs) Was it ever? We'll definitely try and bring up some links for those that are extraordinary. Yeah, I think, in honesty, I think uh, Danny would be good to get on the on the podcast as well. Oh, at some yeah. point because he's a, a big a big Bond aficionado, and I think he might even stick up for the Daniel Craig era blessing. So, yeah. oh well, right, well, <laughs> fact, we'd better find one of them uh, who doesn't hate us. So, yeah, even better. <laughs> the only the only Bond quote I remember, I've, I, we, we said it in the the world is not enough reviews that. <laughs> British character director doing a James Bond action film. Me and Dave were bored. That's our mutual friend, Dave Roy Carr. So, yeah. One big in joke. This is. It was actually Dave Roy Carr's wedding where me and Rob saw you recently. That was really... Mm. Yeah, great it was a really, def- you know, massively long overdue catch-up for a lot of us, and it was great to do it in that situation, so... Oh, yeah. Happy days. Happy days. Mm-hmm. First of all, going back to you, Si... You, how long have you been a Bond fan? Have you basically since childhood? I'm assuming. Yeah, more or less. Earliest memory of Bond. I remember walking into the front room. They were on the telly so much when we were younger, and I walked in front room. Dad's got TV on, and it was a view to a kill, and it was a climax at the end. Uh, San Francisco, the big fight, Golden Gate Bridge. It was Roger and Hawkins going at it. The axes, white Vikings, over there. <laughs> so, and I was hooked. I walked in at just the right time. And I was just hooked from ever since. You would, yeah, wouldn't you? You would. If you just you would. Yeah. You just saw that. Yep. <laughs> Unbelievable. That's the standard you expect after that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I could feel it like a fracture in your personality happening. You know, if I saw that on TV, I'd never seen any James Bond before. Like, oh. <gasps> you know, a crack yeah. opening in me, like, ah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's still one of my favourite finales to, to a Bond oh, film. Yeah. I think oh, that yeah. license to kill. 
Golden Eye. This, I just think oh. some of the final acts and some of the films don't quite live up to the rest of the film. But I feel those ones in particular just are top tier. You know, maybe it's the stunts <laughs> as well, the practical. Yeah, stunts of course, that too. Percent, mm. yeah, yeah. I also think it's really overlooked that it's you know it's walking and more going at it. Yes, um, yeah. more being more, but not just that. It's on top of the Golden Gate Bridge. No. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's such an afterthought usually. Unbelievable. Oh, was Roger your favourite Bond then to start with? I know. You're more of a Pierce fan these days. Well, it was a fun, I've got a, a quick story about that. Very recently, between Christmas and New Year, I had uh, the James Bond car collection. You might remember the game of magazines years and years ago. Mm. Yeah, brilliant. Uh, so I recently sold the collection. I got a couple of collectors got in touch, and I met them between Christmas and New Year. And they were older, older gents, really, really good guys to talk to. I would have said they were maybe in their 60s. And the part in question to, the, to me from them was, um, who's your favourite Bond? I kind of put them on the spot. I always think Connery, at the peak of his powers, is Bond. But it got me thinking about the question because <laughs> as much as I like Connery, he made a lot of films and he, in some of the films and the films himself, are maybe not my favourite. But I feel like if you think of the likes of Brosnan or Dalton, I know Dalton's tenure was shorter, but they were consistently good throughout their tenure. Whereas I feel with the likes of Connery, it, it kind of wafered, but if I'm put on the spot, I think Connery, in peak of his powers, his early films, he's a man. But if I wanted a consistent tenure of a, a Bond, I like the likes of Brosnan. And again, you get the same with Roger. He's consistently great throughout, but maybe his films don't quite do them for me. Hmm. But, but yeah, it's a, it's a tricky question because we get such a short tenure for some Bonds, we get such a long tenure for, for other mm. Bonds. <laughs> mm. Name the names. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, yeah. <laughs> Which is your favourite Bond film or favourite few? I recently did my new top fives and No Time to oh, really? Die came out. So do you mind if I just read that out and that'll kind of oh, put you in the picture? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Won't take long. I'll just bring it up. It. My recent top five since No Time to Die came out, so we're near the top ten even. <laughs> top five, GoldenEye, four, Tomorrow Never Dies, three, Oof. Casino Royale, two, Doctor No, and I think you guys will be pleased with the number one's License to Kill. Oh, goodness. Oh. So, yeah. Like uh, Doctor No alongside License to Kill, though. Doctor No, uh, License to so Kill. Good. Oh, gorgeous. Yeah, no, that's what I mean. Connery at the peak of his powers, I just think he's he's just king. Like Doctor No from Russell with Love. I just think those two, as a duo, as those two films together are fantastic. But in recent years, mm. I've really taken to Doctor No. I used to always think from Russell yeah. with Love the upper hand, but I watched Doctor No a few times recently, and it's... Uh, Superior film for a first film straight out the straight out of the bag. Oh. Really, really great debut of a franchise, let alone an actor, you know, and a character. Yeah, but yeah, that's top five. Uh, my most recent top five. That'll change, I'm sure. If you it's very hard, isn't it? Because I think Probably. most people love most of them, don't they? Some of them are like, yeah, I'm in the mood for the real espionage thriller. Today. Yeah, so I'll watch Living Daylights. That's it. That's oh, number yeah. six. <laughs> number six. So don't worry. It's in there. Yeah. No. 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 <laughs> <laughs> or you want an, an action, proper action thriller? Tomorrow never dies. But brilliant. That's brilliant. So Tom. Yeah. I mean, when when did you first get into James Bond? Oh, um, I think I got into it before I was born. I can't. I can't remember a time when I've not <laughs> yeah. liked James Bond. Uh, I was born in '86, so you know, right at the start of the Timothy Dalton era. Uh, not obviously oh. far too young to know anything about that, yeah. but. I have vivid memories of seeing Thunderball on the TV and obviously in a rerun in, in the early 90s and the underwater sequences, the Vulcan bomber, I think, you know, a prolific British vehicle and that, that kind of you know, sim- symbology of that vehicle as well has kind of carried on with me. So, um, yeah, 
forever, really. I will straight away. I'm just going to say Dalton's my favorite Bond, without a shadow oh. of a doubt. <laughs> it, it, yeah, without a shadow of a doubt. It just, just, just those two films. They have a a really a really nice grounded feel to them, but they still manage to get all the quintessential Bond elements in. I think, and he carries it really well. And I'm just gutted he didn't get any more. But mm. anyway, so yeah, um, I, and I have, and I think that the worst thing is I. I I, as, a, as a child, I saw that a, a very, I must have been about seven or eight when I saw Anthony Zerbs' head explode in a, <laughs> in the, on board the ship, which scarred me for a fair few years. So, um, <laughs> I like all, all the Bond franchise. I, I have my issues with the, with what, you know, outgoing incarnation, shall we say, not unlike yourselves. Yeah, no, but, this is um, not planned. I, I've not. Yeah, honestly, he hasn't. It's you know we've barely spoke since since Dave's wedding. <laughs> no, um, yeah, yeah. And, uh, and yeah, so <laughs> Bond for me has been everything. I think being a, a film student working in the industry for very little time before I got very bored of it in the recession. It, it's just everything to me. It's, it's amazing it, it, what it involves and, and how it. When a Bond film comes out, it, it, it affects the world in quite a positive way. You know, even though we are, you know, a bit down and depressed with Craig's era. Well, it did give the country a bit of a lift, didn't it? Like the first yeah. time people, most people going back to the cinema, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. certainly, yeah. and going back a few times as well. I assume, yeah, I assume, did you, have you guys seen it just once or have you, have you gone back? Just the once. Oh, so I've seen it twice, yeah. I mean, I've got, I've got, got, on, on, uh, got on Christmas for a DVD, so I had to watch it again. <laughs> <laughs> the fact that none of us have said we have, even got it on there. Anyway, right. Well, uh, yeah. We'll, we maybe we'll get time to talk about that later because we, you know, got plenty of premium bond to discuss. Anyway, yes, Tom, you you've said you particularly you're quite into the uh, the vehicles and like the music of Bond. Well, obviously, we'll discuss yeah. music tonight. Absolutely. I mean, just the vehicles. I, I could go on for hours about it. I think it was, and you know, my guilty pleasure, James Bond is, and it's my guilty pleasure. One of my, it's almost my favourite is Tomorrow Never Dies. Um, it's the first one I saw at the cinema. And I was able to go to, to the cinema, and it's just the BMW 750. It, mm. I, yeah. You know what? You, so it, if, I know it, you can't compare it to the Aston Martin. It's a completely different vehicle. <laughs> but my word. <laughs> You're in friendly company here, Tom. You're in friendly company here. The the gadgets, the scene, that that music from that scene um, made me look up David Arnold in like 1997 or whenever it was released, you know, and stuff like that. And it just, that got me into film music as well. So yeah, I mean, the the cars are amazing. Yeah, apart from the Z3, what a boring car that was, Um, even though it was massive (laughs) for BMW. it, 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 It appeared for like... It appeared for all of what a one minute, and then <laughs> Joe, Joe Don Baker nicked it with it and went, yeah. went off into the sunset, and that was it. It's like that car <laughs> could, could have had so many gadgets and stuff in it. But then my love of the music just comes from, comes from I think every film, pretty much give or take. Maybe not Golden Eyes so much. But I'm sure it's got its fans. Does <laughs> um, <laughs> it? Yeah. Anything to do with Eric Serra? David Arnold's a hero, an absolute hero. I've been privileged to see him in concert a few times as well down oh, at Albert Hall in London. Um, <laughs> It was absolutely awesome. He liked one of my tweets about 15 years ago. That was a highlight. <laughs> um, and yeah, so yeah, it's, oh. um, it's cool. Chris, you, you've you watched Tomorrow Never Dies, was it last night? And I did, yeah. Music particularly struck, struck with you, didn't it? I think. Yeah, I think he's possibly my favourite score of, of, of his because it, it was because it coincided with the album of the cover version so it's difficult to separate the two and i was almost like peak bond that year because golden eye on the n64 was out so it was like it's all just so indelible and i do think when i when i listen to it because he does such a great job of making it 
you know, like people might complain, oh, it's a bit too sort of techno and the beats are a bit too, the bass a bit, but I think the, it <laughs> works really well. I, I think, yeah. well, we know what Harry has to say, but anyway, yeah, I, I do think for me, it's one of his best <clears throat> scores. I know obviously later on, he sort of moves more towards the sort of traditional kind of, you know, the strings and, 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 and trumpets and things, but I, I love that film because it is sort of almost like a techno thriller. So the, yeah, the score yes. fits perfectly well. Yeah, and it, it doesn't overdo it. I mean, think of like mm. Dying of the Day. He really <laughs> hits hard with, with, with cutting, that, cutting the orchestra up on the old uh, yeah. on, um, Logic Pro, doesn't it? The choirs, yeah, yeah. the choirs in Dying of the Day. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah I agree. I think Tomorrow Never Dies, and, and, and that score's just epic. And I think if you watch mm. it, it might be on the DVD, I don't know which release it was, but he talks about how you know, he wanted to he wanted to ramp the music up and every time something Bond, you know, Bond does a Bond thing, mm. and, you know, especially with especially with the backseat driver track. Yeah. You know, and oh yes. Just I can listen to I listen to that track all the time. It, it's uh, that that and the two the two opening tracks to one's not enough. There oh. for me, they're like they're they're, they're peak David Arnold for me. Mm-hmm. So exciting, isn't it? Wonderful. I've got chills listening to this. Yeah, Do you remember that scene in sorry, just to go back to someone we don't speak of, but do you remember that scene in Jurassic Park 2? Uh, the Lost World when you know when they're wandering around the you know the stegosauruses and all that kind of stuff and they're looking for Sarah Harding it's like Sarah Sarah Eric Sarah <laughs> very good Not, like very at good. home it's got out of hand everyone's getting bored of it yeah might have been sharing that for the Thomas Newman run maybe but well, um, but uh, did you did you like the Hans Zimmer score, Tom? Did I like the Hans Zimmer score? I have a love hate relationship with Hans Zimmer. Some of his stuff that he's doing is amazing, but the actual No Time to Die score, mm, it's all right. It wasn't the best. I, you know, you I think you kind of know what you're going to get with Hans Zimmer. I, I'm I'm a bit. He should have gone his own way with it, and I think he, he he went too heavy on what the whole film tried to do is harking back to the past. I first watched the film, I sat there and I did get a bit of a, a tingle and a shiver when when the uh, the Unimagined Secret Service song uh, track was played when him and Emma were on the Thames. But then, you know, when you st- start to analyse the film, it just didn't make any sense. But I enjoyed the gunbrow music. I enjoyed the track at the beginning in Italy. Uh, it was in Italy, wasn't it? And then yeah, yeah. The, 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 the first 30 seconds of where he's in the Aston. And then for me, it was a bit, take it or leave it. I, I don't think it's going to rate highly as one of the, as a, as a, as a, as a Bond score for me. Better than Goldman. Yeah, yeah. We haven't really discussed the score an awful lot. We did in... Maybe in one or two of the debates, but mm. I don't know whether people have... I know Rob and, of course, Chris, they listen to it quite a lot and be- before the film came out. And I don't I don't know. I don't think it jars. It's more the choices that jar with me personally, obviously, the, mm. the Honor Majesty's... But yeah, yeah as, a, as a score, I think it works well. It's not like there's no... I know like, bad, is it? To, yeah, mm-hmm. when people talk about like Final Descent and, and all that. But, but to me... I, I, I find that difficult to distinguish between that and maybe some of his other work, like in the Dark Knight trilogy. Mm. It's like it yeah. just ha- it just sounds too much like Zimmer for me to think, oh, this is this is a very different thing. But yeah, I, I think the score works well, and I, I probably would prefer it to the Thomas Newman ones because he, he's mm. better at putting in the, the motifs and the Bond theme in there as well. Yeah, Newman was all over the place. I mean, he's got he's got his own style. <laughs> I he's like great, the, I like, the slow films, the dramas. Yeah, very much so. And he's very experimental. And I know that a lot of the 
a lot of the um, the composer industry, all, all the other fellow composers, they really love him. They, they, they think him as quite an experimental, forward-looking composer, especially with the lineage of his family, because I think half his, you know, his dad mm. was obviously a perfect yeah. composer, and his, his, his brothers are all composers as well, I think. But yeah, I mean, I, I was pleased when I saw Hans Zimmer got ch- chosen, you know, come over, because I think didn't um, Corey Fukunaga have his, like, his own composer come on yep. board, and it kind of fell apart. Um, mm. Yeah, and then, you know, Hans came on board, and I thought, it's about time. You know, we'll all think that, hopefully, if Christopher Nolan gets to direct a Bond film, that'll be like, my God, it's about time. But if that comes to fruition, we'll have to wait and see. So I, I, th- I thought, I was so excited when Zimmer got the gig. Really excited. Mm. And there was so much about that score that I really, really enjoyed. There, there really is. Uh, no Time to Die score is one of my favourite things about the whole movie. Um, there's an underrated bit, and this is, I'm going to, the Twitter haters won't like this, but I'm going <laughs> to talk about, about something about No Time to Die I really enjoyed, which was, you know, Final Ascent, uh, I remember listening to it for the very first time and um, it was before I'd seen the movie like an idiot. And it was like, he's going to die, isn't he? Uh, well, flipping die. Uh, yeah. And, and um, as I was listening to it, um, it dawned on me that, you know, the, um, the James Bond notes, those four notes. Da, mm-hmm. da, da, da. That's terrible. It's not going to come across <laughs> no, 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 the podcast, but <laughs> nailed the, it. <laughs> <laughs> the first four notes of the track Final Ascent are those same notes just oh, right. slightly yeah, yeah. inverted. They're yeah. slightly changed to a more melancholy. Mm. So a music Very scholar will be able to tell me immediately what that is. I, I don't yeah. have the knowledge to say what that is. But so the actual the theme of Final Ascent is a melancholy version of the Bond theme, which mm. I actually really respect that. I do really respect yeah. that. Yeah. yeah, I do. So well done, no time for that. What a masterpiece. <laughs> oh, dear me. I'm extremely naughty. Great for David Brent. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> really, Douglas and Podcast, keep uh, moving, going. Keep the strong going. Y'all keep the strong going. Well, yeah, anyway, tonight. <laughs> uh, yeah, so our seventh volume of James Bond fun, uh, songs focuses on From Russia With Love, The Man With The Golden Gun, and we've referred to those in our reviews, which you can hear probably on two hours in to the to the review <laughs> at the start of the review. And we've got another song from a Bond video game that I'd never heard of. And I don't know. <laughs> yeah. No. We start with From Russia With Love, and I think Chris and Harry were on that review. Of course, we had John Barry came in for the arranging on Doctor No. I mean, after that, you can't say, yeah, go on, Monty, you, you carry on. Forget John. You, ha- you had to get John Barry after that. And thankfully, this was like at the start of his run, wasn't it? Until, which was the first one, I think it was Living Let Die that he, that he didn't do. And all the way up until Living Daylights, he is the sound of Bond, isn't he? I think we'd all agree that. And David Arnold, of course, respected that. But this, unusually, the title song wasn't written by John Barry. It was written by Lionel Bart's. I think I think I bored everyone <coughs> listing some of the, the tracks he's done, you know. All over the musical. Ah, fascinating. Which, uh, fascinating. which is class. So and he's done various other songs, and then I think he had a bit of a breakdown and we didn't hear much from him anyway. Yeah. So the song itself fits in very well, and of course there's an orchestral version of it. Uh, so because it's not the pre the title sequence doesn't have the song on. And I I think it's I think that's a good choice because we've got the Barry version, the instrumental version of it, and going into the Bond thing, it's just, it's just irresistible, isn't it? Can you remember, guys, the two, the two times the song does appear on the film? It's on the radio, isn't it? Yes. When, mm. 
Like the side of the canal. Is it the bit? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. With um, Sylvia Trench. Trench. Yeah. Yeah. Sylvia yeah. Trench, yeah. Yeah. And then, of course, Piers, the second time. The end. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I was the only trick question. Who was it? Was it John? Somebody they didn't like that, you know, when he's got the film in his hand. Of a yeah, and he doesn't like it. Yeah, who, was it John who was like, wasn't yeah, it? I think it was John who didn't like yeah, it. Yeah. I think that's my. <laughs> yeah, I, I love it. I'm you. It's, it's weird. Stain of it. <laughs> Matt Monroe, of course, did the actual the, the, the song version that they released and was in, was in the, the film. And yeah, it was a bit of a hit. It was number twenty in the UK, and it's it's one of the more famous ones, isn't it? I think going forward, it might not quite have that Barry sound that Goldfinger and Thunderball would have. It's not it's not an epic, you know, full orchestra drums, but it's it's a nice, easy, almost I don't know, a show tune, isn't it? Really, but of course, it well Lionel Bart wrote it. Chris, I can't remember. Were you a massive fan of this? Where does it rank in your sort of Bond songs? Highly. I think good, because good. it's it's again it's 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 Barry you know it has and I, before we skip ahead to some of the covers but it it has a real sense of time and place that is perfect for the film and I think Matt Monroe's voice is absolutely perfect at the end because it's, it's such a, a deep rich yeah. voice and for it to end and it is it, end, it ends on a kind of a, a, such a high and it's nice to have the lyrics at the end yeah I, I think for me I would. I would probably put it over something like Goldfinger mm. because I feel that as a song, it's 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 I, personally I think it's a better written song and it fits the film better than maybe something like Gold. Not to say obviously that I don't like Goldfinger, but <laughs> I do think I do think from Russia with Love and also from Russia with Love, I, love it, it's, I think it's it just fits so well and you know in the same way that 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 you know Goldfinger is quite bombastic like the film is. From Russia with Love is much more, it is the spy thriller and it has an elegance to it that fits the film perfectly. So for me, it is a high ranking track of his. Rob, you weren't on that review, but I'm assuming this is one that we've just known since childhood, isn't it? And it's it's a classic Bond song. Yeah, it's it's a funny one, this one, because I feel like it, it, it fits the it fits the whole Bond texture and package so well. Uh, it just feels like it, it feels like Bond, and actually, it's one of those things that doesn't because it came in when it did. It doesn't add to the Bond, the Bond scene so much as build it. You know, it's yeah, part yeah. of the fundamental building blocks. I think of Bond. It's so cool. It's so slick and so warm. I, I, I think it's it's not just like it would be an iconic piece of music if it weren't for James Bond. Yeah. You know, it's just a great piece of music and a great song. So yeah, and the fact that it's attached to a, a film as cool as From Russia with Love, because that's what I think of when I think of From Russia with Love. It's like that achingly awesome sixties cool. Yeah, this just smashes it. Gutted you couldn't be on that review, Robert. I think that was when we thought that we'd have. Two or three on each one, but now it's well, just, yeah, no, I mean, no, we've no, got no. all of them now. I, it would be like hours of me talking about the incredible suits in that film. Mm. Absolutely good. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Just the suits, nothing else. We, we did enough of that in the Octopus review, which. You know. <laughs> and there are I plenty. We did enough. <laughs> <laughs> Octopus revisited. Honestly, it's, it's going to be there in a few years. <laughs> going to get through all these hundreds of others, right? Si, you, this is one of your picks, wasn't it? It You're was. A fan it, of it. I am. I'm a big fan of the film. This is one of the examples of of, of, of Connery, as Stuart is. But the song itself, I really like. I like that crooner sort of throwback sound that you get from Russia with Love. There's not been a song like that since, and there'll never be like a song like because I think Matt Monroe did um, 
they're born free, didn't he? And I love this song. He does an Italian job. Is it oh, on days like these? Days like that. Yes. Yeah, that Amazing. one. Yeah. <laughs> the, the thing with the from Russia with a love song, Matt Monroe song, is it's sung so well and so smooth. But then, if you think of the song right at the beginning of the film, just after the credit or during the credit sequence, it's, it's instrumental and it's John Barry, and it sounds like a completely different song. How John Barry goes about it. So it just goes uh, to show how versatile the song, a good song, can be, and in the in the right hand. But yeah, I'm I'm a big fan of the song, and as as was discussed, I prefer it myself to Goldfinger. It seems a bit more subtle, but it fits in, as we say, with the espionage. Mm. It's kind of got a sexy sound to it, I think, as well. Mm. It's kind of it's reined in a bit. I don't know. It's it's difficult to describe, but I think I think you know what I might mean or what I'm trying to say about it. But yeah, big fan of the song. It is weird, isn't it? Because it it came before the John Barry songs. So mm-hmm. people might sort of retrospectively look at it. Oh yeah, that's just that, that nice one. It doesn't sound particularly Bond or anything. I mean, the ba- the Barry mix when it, at the end, da, 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 the way it goes in, it's just, oh, absolutely love it. It's a wash. It, it's just, yeah, it's, yeah. It's a perfect companion to the film. Are you, so are excited. you, t- you tonight in, em- in, in MI6 headquarters in Scotland? Because it looks like I see Stony Wall. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, like, it's like you're on, on location. <laughs> it's really like, uh, warm flash down there. So. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> well, then, really, Dublin. <laughs> it just, it's, it's, it's quit. It's quintessential Bond song. And was it who said it was actually probably better than they think it's better than Goldfinger? I probably would. It is so linked in with the film. It, it has, you know, when you hear that, when you hear that song, it just takes you straight back into the film. Uh, but also, I think if the film didn't exist, like you said, and, and it was uh, on its own, it's just a, it's just a cracking tune from the sixties. Matt Monroe was he actually English? Scottish. Possibly. Scottish. Yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. You, you Actually, you think you could belong with the with the Rat Pack with a voice like that? Yeah, I, I think yeah. so. You know. Yeah, definitely. I like it. Really like it. Like I promised, I've, I've got I've certainly got one version here. You might be able to hear. This is from a. I think it was the fortieth anniversary. So the dawn of the day. Quite faithful, isn't it? I want, I want Rob to try and guess who the vocalist is. Is it Adam Lambert who did uh, Queen? <laughs> no, the Queen. I, I, think, I think this guy's a bit more subtle than him, actually. <laughs> I, I will show you his face in a second. Another Scott, is it? It's another Scott, yeah. yeah. An early 90s sensation. <laughs> Can't see. Oh. Oh. Zooming in now. <laughs> the delivery advert. Yeah, there he is. There he is. Marty it's Marty Pello, yeah. <laughs> Angel oh. Eyes is one of the best oh, yeah. songs ever written. <laughs> from uh, from the band Wet Wet Wet, for those. Yeah, yeah. I don't know how well known they are in America, but yeah. gorgeous. Could, he could be a bomb, couldn't he? In terms of his looks. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. you know what? A bit like Michael Bolton. He's very long hair, so I, I always thought he was very tall, but quite short. <laughs> true, it's true. Michael Bolton's not that big. The hair was deceiving. It, it was. <laughs> right, you get the general idea with that. There, there, is, there is another hilarious cover 
it's a good cover, but it's just the, the, the person who did it. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> this is from last year. <laughs> what? Well, listen to this. Oh, lovely flute. From Russia. <laughs> Harry, do you know who it is? Don't say. Uh, I, 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 I actually listened to these covers last night. An email that you sent. Oh, yeah. Rob. No idea. I think he's a scouser, isn't he? He, he was, uh, he was on the X Factor, and he recently. Kevin yeah, he was on the X Factor. I think he was runner-up to Leona Lewis. Is it Ray, Ray, Ray Quinn? Quinn? Yes. How yeah. good is that? He's, he's, you know, oh, yeah, he's hey, yeah. from our neck of the woods. Oh, he is. Awesome. It was in the news recently, wasn't it? He in lockdown. He's now working as a, a carpet fitter. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Harrowing. Oh, All good. He prefers that. That's fine. Awesome. What was he doing before lockdown? <laughs> this. <laughs> <laughs> this is last year. This is showing 2020. Right. Okay. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> lockdown with Ray Quinn's from Russia with Love. There, ladies and gentlemen. Brilliant. There are many more. I think we the Natasha Atlas one for the Shaken Stirred is really good. Oh, it's really yeah, Eastern yeah. and everything. I think we we play that one in the. In the From Russia We Love review. So if you want to hear that, listen to eight hours of <laughs> just just watch it on YouTube. Anyway, we will move on now to right. I mean, this has become Chris's signature song. I think the, the man with the golden gun. Chris, can you just describe your sort of relationship with the song over the last couple of years? It just grows from strength to strength. It is <laughs> honestly, and the score itself is oh. I play it almost on a daily basis. It is. And the score is amazing. And it's like I said on, on the Christmas one, it is lush. It's full of drama. And the song itself, I know that Barry didn't like it. But you know, yeah. it can be wrong. And when you think about, yes, it, the, the song itself is, the lyrics are ridiculous, but it absolutely grabs you from mm. the opening bars and it doesn't let go. Like the film. The film itself yes. is pretty ridiculous so we're not you know to have this song play it like maybe you know, have this title song and then go to from which we love it would be a very uh, jarring experience <laughs> oh. so, I, I assume it's like barry going oh i'll show i'll show george martin how to write a song you know a hip kind of you know big bombastic yeah. song i'll show him and i think he absolutely nailed it and i and i, I love I love the, the title song and I love it's some of his best weaving of, of the theme into the score. It is just it like I get tingles when I think about the score. Oh, it's amazing. Dear, dear. It's so lush. I love that word lush to describe. Yeah. It. You're absolutely mm-hmm. right, Chris. The, the uh, good night, uh, good night you chose, didn't you, for the, uh, yes. the Christmas special? Mm-hmm. How many different types of, the, you know, the, the way the themes worked? For that, it's beautiful. I'm obsessed with the, it's not even on the soundtrack, the first scene when he hits the, not bottoms up, is it? It's when he basically hits the Far East. It's you know, the bomb theme in the, you know, the Cantonese style, and then it merges into the Man with the Gun, the Gun theme. It's just, just And incredible. then to have the, 
versions in a, a, hon- a honky tonk version on the piano. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. 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 And the yeah. Funhouse. <laughs> the Funhouse fun itself is one of the best cues in the entire series. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just showing off, isn't it? Like, yeah. just unbelievable. Is it? No, no, it's no. He didn't want it. What was it? He said, "It's the one I hate the most." Yeah. It just never happened for me. Just think how good you have to be. <laughs> no, that's, the standard is so high. That even even the scraps are just amazing. I think is is just I, I do I, my love for the film. I loved it as a kid, and I probably would as a kid probably would have. It was probably my favorite Roger Moore. Maybe that and A View to a Kill, because it was it felt like it was the most fun. But also, you, particularly in, in the Man with the Golden Gun, you got to see that glimpse of the dark side of of, of Roger and Bond with him, yeah. and it was always a bit uncomfortable. Plus, it has Christopher Lee. Oh, no. He's amazing, <laughs> yeah. and he's an amazing villain. And he has a gun that's gold, and he, ha- he just shoots once, and he gets paid a million dollars. It's like this is anyway. Oh, was this a wedding not so long ago? And the the pianist, <laughs> there was a pianist there for the you know the the walking. What do they call it? The entrance of the bride. The, yeah, yeah. They call it that. Yep. And um, they did this amazing piano version of uh, Meatloaf's I'll Do Anything for Love, oh. which is piano originally, <laughs> but anyway, it was still incredible. Um, and and I said, like, to this person, I got chatting with him, like, have you, you know, what an amazing gig doing piano versions of stuff. You know, like, and she said, I've literally done everything you can think of. And then when, Sai, when you said <laughs> the honky-tonk Honky version, tonk. I was like, I don't think you've done that one. Very Hans Zimmer to find an old piano, you know, in, in, in some antiques fair to, to play on. But he did that for oh, Sherlock, yeah. was it Sherlock Holmes or yeah, yeah, yeah. It's Sherlock Holmes score. He, I, when you say that, I remember um, they basically got an old piano and just into a car park for the acoustic yeah. and what's the car park? I just pushed it over and recorded it. The impact of it hitting the floor. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, the man, the man's insane. The stuff, <laughs> the stuff that he, the stuff that he does for Christopher Nolan scores. Whew, I mean, yeah. yeah, next level. That that that's that's peak Zimmer. Anyway, sorry, I digress. No, no. I'll, what what do you think? This uh, I'm de- I'm fascinated. Tom, do you like the song? Man with a Golden Gun. Yeah, love it. Can be honest. Love it. Yeah, yeah, I love it. I mean, oh, I, thank I, I've got, I've got awful, a, No, 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 no. <laughs> love it. Absolutely love it. Um, I've got a couple of like big James Bond like table books that I've had for years, and there's, oh, a, yeah. there's a bit. This one's the Essential Bond Authorized oh, Guide God. from like the Bible. Oh, night, the from, from the like Bible. <laughs> yeah, the Bible. <laughs> it's it's like from when they're ninety something or other. I think it goes up to Tomorrow Never Dies. This is as far as it goes, and this is the, it tells you a bit of the music. And I, I was just looking a bit of research, but yeah. a bit of reading it went, about the score. And then into the song it goes, yeah. unfortunately, the score falls short of the previous films. Barry's <laughs> incidental compositions are adequate, but the title song, sung by Lulu, is instantly forgettable and hampered by absurd yeah. lyrics. But it <laughs> isn't. I, d- I think that's ridiculous. I think that the song, uh, you know, the... It's like, it just gets you on your feet, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. It's like... Yeah. What more do you want? Yeah, don't get me wrong. The lyrics are very bang average, yeah. Well, they're rude. They are memorable, though, aren't they? Oh, yeah, absolutely. And the thing is, though, like you say, From Russia With Love matches that film perfectly in its tone. You can can almost hear the colours of the film and how it it shoots out of you. Well, then, the same with Man With The Golden Gun. Mm. It's ace. And like I, I found an orchestral version 
of it, which is from 2013, oh. um, and, and it's just ace. It just it's, it must have like a hundred piece orchestra behind it, absolutely <laughs> blasting it out. And it's just one of them songs I love it. I think it's it's definitely it's it won't even guilty pleasure. Just generally like it. It's definitely yeah. in my top t- top ten mm. Bond songs without a oh, shadow of a doubt. It's not top five. Let's see. Apple Music. I just I was just googling it what, ages ago, and it's got some cracking stuff. I mean, there's an amazing orchestral version of the of You Know My Name, Casino oh. Royale. Actually, the orchestral version is great. When, when it gets to the end and the last like four, the last one third of that song. And it amps it up another level. I love it. It's it's a good album. I found it. I found it the day I went to buy a Christmas tree just before Christmas. I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> Randomly, you know. Are the events connected? I Who knows? Well, maybe. <laughs> but it's. I mean, again, with Bond music in itself. I mean, how many times has it been done like that? I'm sure there's more albums, but it, it, it's got every single. It's, it actually has the Never Say Never Again song on it. <laughs> I love that song. Yeah. I love that song. It's a good song, yeah. Yeah, it's a good song. Um, got a couple of other Manchester Secret Service bits on there. It's got everything up to Quantum of Solace, basically. Orchestralised. Sounds like the most Rob Parker playlist. Yeah, it sounds ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> when, you're on your, yeah. when you're on your way to living like pie at the Goldie residence. <laughs> like Did you have the Bond songs on, Rob? Yes, all oh, the way there. brilliant. We did, we did the first 20. That's where we could stop. And then we just had, goodness me, we had, was it the, on vinyl you had the Octopussy, mm. Honor Majesties, Living Daylights. Living Let Die. Living Let Die, yeah, yeah. Honestly, when mm. we left, like the kids wanted to hear more of the, the <laughs> Living Let Die thing as we were leaving. <sighs> the, the, yeah. So exciting. I, I mean, the covers that, that I'd found were, you know, the fairly, fairly standard, fairly traditional, pretty good. Oh, who's that? This is... Uh, a lady called Emiliana Torini. Does anyone, does anyone recognise the name? <laughs> it's extremely tonless. I'll wait until you hear the voice. If it helps. This is quite a recent cover again. I think maybe like seven or eight years ago. Faithful. She, she's, I think she's Italian, but she was meant to be doing a song for a massive film. Sorry, she did the song for a massive film with York Paul there. Now, yeah, our Tom might get it now. Um, isn't it supposed to be the Lord of the Rings? Yeah, yeah. 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 You, Harry, you know it? <laughs> There's some, I remember the, the whole Bjork thing just kicked the something there yeah, about yeah. God of the Rings. Like going to something. Then you did the first one, and then Annie Lennox did the third. They both won Oscar. But this one not even nominated. It was Gollum's song. <laughs> I'm gonna have to Google this. You, you know, it's the the tears I cried. <laughs> <laughs> it's on the end credits. Anyway, yes, there was another cover which. I play but that was from the, the I don't know if anyone's listened to our podcast we've suddenly become obsessed with this songs bond songs tribute <laughs> album <laughs> the worst name ever for any you know what a weird like on the 55th anniversary <laughs> really momentous occasion but it was from someone called Lisa Michaels but spelt M Y C H O L S but it was quite good <laughs> You know, it's quite faithful. Uh, I, that was the compilation that we listened to on the yeah. way to Live and Let Pie. And then when we had another family journey the other day, my kids said, can we listen to <laughs> songs, Bond songs? <laughs> <laughs> Which were their favourites? Uh, do, 
truthfully, License to Kill. Oh, yeah. Truthfully, their favourite is the License to Kill rendition <laughs> on that. Yeah, that is a very good cover, actually, to be fair. It is. It really very is. Fair. Probably all, it seems like we're all of the same mind. Like, I, I think it's worked out wonderfully that from Russia with Love and The Man with the Golden Gun on this same episode, and although they're like very, very different kinds of song, very different types of Bond song, what I absolutely love about them both is that they are perfect for their film. They totally match, and like so many have said, they fit in like with the fabric, and Rob mentioned the texture, that they're very much just a part of, of the film. Ever since, I can't remember who first just mentioned, you know, From Russia Love or Goldfinger, which is your favourite? Like, it's... What I really love about From Russia Love and Man of the Golden Gun is that they aren't, they don't stick out as James Bond songs necessarily in, in some way. They're more about the film, they're more, they're yeah, more about matching the film. And I think we're, at the moment, for the last few films, we've got stuck in a, a bit of a trap of writing Bond songs, what we think Bond songs are using Bond notes. Mm-hmm. Whereas when you think about From Russia Love and The Man with the Golden Gun, the creative minds behind it are far more interested in focusing on that project, focusing on that film, focusing on the story, focusing on the sound of, of where the film sets. The, there's so much, it seems like creativity is at an absolute maximum with both of them. And I know we've talked about the man with the golden gun, sort of, yeah, the lyrics are a bit sort of brash and stuff, but tonally it, it's part of the whole thing of knowing what the film is. Barry then using those themes throughout. It's, it's a perfect match. And again, it follows, I think we talked about it in the, the episode where we talked about the um, Live and Let Die song. It's, it's following that new trend of sort of a more adrenaline rushing type of Bond song. And those first few notes, and like Tom said, you know, instantly sort of get up on your feet. <laughs> yeah, it, it's it's like so different from from Russia Love, mm-hmm. but so perfect, and it's in it all in its own right. All it's individual, it's tailored, mm. and it's it's all part of a franchise. But it makes each film far more individual, and that is the strength mm. of both these songs. Mm. Um, and it deserves so much credit uh, with the composition and the performance. <laughs> yeah, more, what do you think? Of <laughs> yeah, well, slightly two two different styles of scene. Or are they exactly the same? I don't know. No, it's a rock <laughs> vocal, isn't it? It's a proper heavy, almost heavy metal. <laughs> it is not Christopher Lee heavy metal. Yeah, no, no, no <laughs> that, would, like that would have been amazing. Yeah, <laughs> I'd love to see a return to that, to those kind yeah. of well, yeah. just mm-hmm. amazing like theme songs. That's... The recent ones have just been a bit too samey and and drab. I mean, mm-hmm. you, you sit there, and I think I really, I quite enjoyed Skyfall. I thought that wasn't about again. The lyrics aren't exactly stellar, but um, it's it, it's great. I quite, you know, it was good. The writing on the wall is forgettable. You know, like, just horrific. I I would love to see someone like Muse or Kasabian, because they're just two of my favorite bands. But they are just the, the, the music they create is is not too dissimilar in terms of like the power of what you get from Man with the Golden Gun. It's, you know, Muse are phenomenally good at including orchestra in there. If you, Matt Bellamy behind a Bond song, I think would just be oh, yeah. amazing. And to be honest, I think there's a couple of tracks on their albums that, that have kind of like, look, let us do one. This, this is our kind yeah. of like our CV. But you're right, I think, as well. You know, it's, mm-hmm. we've only had a few, haven't we? Yeah. We've had Duran Duran. Paul um, McCartney in the Wings. Yeah. Garbage. Uh, underrated. Garbage. No, yeah. Yeah. And Aha. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. Aha, uh-huh, yeah. And I think I think that might be it. Mm-hmm. 
I know we've had the duet. Do you, do you like the duet? The Alicia Keys and Jack Black. Jack Black. Jack Black. <laughs> Jack Black. Well, well, he, was, he, said, well he, 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 he could do it. He could do it on something. Honestly, it could have worked out a little yeah. better, possibly. Yeah. Um, metal bond song by a group. Yeah. It's, it's all right. It, the orchestral version on that album is much better. Um, yeah. Than 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 the original. The it, it's, it's yeah. It's one of those which is like. If, I, if it's on the radio, I'll listen to it. Or if it comes up on a playlist, I'll listen to it. I'll listen to it. But I'm not going to hunt it down or keep the overplay it. Like, you know my name. And I was a yeah. big Audio Slave fan anyway. So it was just when Chris Cornell got tapped up to do Bond song, I was like, oh my God. So yeah, that was that was cool. That's cool. But, yeah. I think when they're, sort of, when, when they're writing songs now, they kind of, the, the sort of, the, the main way they'll tap into the film is by maybe asking about plot points or story. Yeah, so I needed to get inside the story. <laughs> but like, he has a these old weapon. songs, like From Russia With Love and Man With The Golden Gun, there is, you know, definitely a focus on lyrics. I just feel like they asked the questions, like they wanted to know more about the fabric of the film and they wanted to know, they wanted to tap into the locations when they came up with the sounds. They wanted to tap into the character of the film, the tone of the film. And I think that just creates such a brilliant package for a Bond film when the song matches the, the fabric of the film. Not just not just lyrics relating to plot points, but actually the man with the golden gun is the sound of the man with the golden gun. <laughs> and from Russia Love couldn't you know it's it, it is it matches perfectly and compared to Goldfinger, I just feel like from Russia Love has that extra skill where it fits its film really, really beautifully. And Chris used the word elegant. I think it had that, it had that, um, there's such confidence about it to make itself perfect for that film. One of the problems was, of course, Live and Let Die was obviously a massive hit. And it, yeah. and it was a completely different sound. But this didn't even chart. This is the only, Man with Gone the Gun is the only song that didn't even chart. I don't, I don't understand how it's possible. You know, I, I can't. <laughs> But surely it would have been a big thing to have the new Bond song, Lulu doing it, and John Barry. It's so weird. I don't... There we go. Now, of course, it's they'll all be number ones, the latest artist, and they'll all win an Oscar. So, yeah, they're doing it right, obviously. Uh, <clears throat> what do you think about the lovely, the slightly different version at the end? It's a bit slower, and it starts mm. at the bridge, doesn't it? The, good night, good night. Oh, so yeah. beautiful. Absolutely. Mm. It is, isn't it? <laughs> Nick so, Knight, you know, he's set up in the <laughs> <laughs> film. Well, come on, man. It's, it's <laughs> massive. It's just massive creative balls. Though. Yeah, it is. It's, oh, yeah. It's like, we know what we're doing here. We don't care. This is what we're doing. This, this fits perfectly. I don't care about, you know. Yeah, I, I, just, I think creativity was at the absolute yeah. top peak, kind of. And whether, you know, and with all things that are really really creative it's not to everyone's taste it's not it's not vanilla is it no like even the gun the golden gun he, he you know formulating that in front of high fat to get mm. Sai where, yeah. where is the film place in your rankings dare I ask not all that high let me have a quick gander uh, <laughs> it doesn't suit me well does it the thing is I'm not the biggest advocate of the, the 70s Bond films I don't know I feel I feel they're dated more than the 60s ones for some reason but yeah. I'm I do love Live and Let Die. I really love that bit, but the other ones I'm, I'm not so sure on. But I remember when I was very young watching The Man with Golden Gun a lot, and it is a it is a fun film, but watching it now, it's a very brown film. I don't know, it's got a right... 
It's got <laughs> Jamor in his lovely brown voice. Yeah, yeah. no, <laughs> everything, everything about it's got a tinge to it. It was like the spectre oh. of its day. Like, all the suits are brown and, and the locations. It's just, I don't know what, what, yeah, what it is. Yeah. I don't know if, if that makes sense, but it's a I fun film. I think is a bit brown. I don't know about anyone else. I find yeah. Yeah. a bit brown. Yeah. A bit, yeah, mustard. I think that... The, <laughs> The best, the best thing about the man with the golden gun is definitely <laughs> the music, but I love the dialogue in it. It's really snappy. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Same with diamonds mm-hmm. and it's same with live and let die. They've all got really good snappy dialogue, and if you if you're tuning into what what's going, what's being said, it is a, a lot of fun that way. So you got into a bit of trouble on Twitter because didn't I thought was it you? Oh no, it might have been Tom Mason actually. He did a, a list, you know, like when you could rank the bonds, but not the not the one to twenty five. It was done. Great, you know, very good, whatever, terrible. A masterpiece. Yeah, but he did it, yeah. Uh, yeah. But it wasn't, it was the villains. It was okay. And someone put Scaramanga in the bot. I think it was Tom who did it. Oh, and dear. everyone was like, what are you doing? What is that? No, no, I'm on about his scheme. I'm on about, is it not oh, about right. the person? The plan, the plan. But again, people had a massive guy. <laughs> but how good is that? People sticky up for Scaramanga, nice to see. I don't know, but I don't believe that. <laughs> Tom, I think yeah. on Twitter, everyone except someone else is a yeah. Tom. <laughs> <laughs> right? Especially else, yeah. But Scaramanga, though, the, the guy is just surely he must be one of the best villains. Tom, do yeah. you a fan? Yeah, definitely. I mean, in all honesty, it's been a while since I've seen the film, oh. um, and I've got I've got them all. It's one of those that I've not watched well, but I just yeah, you, you know, is it superfluous third nipple and all that yeah. kind of stuff? <laughs> so, yeah. you know, the, the Simpsons take on to Crossy the Clown. I think I remember I remember it vividly for the for the location as well. Yeah, um, the yeah. locations yeah. were just absolutely amazing, and uh, it's one that I, d- I definitely need to 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 watch soon. Absolutely. Again, but yeah, uh, it, it's. I can't, I don't know. Where does it rank? Rank in my, I've, I don't, I've never actually done it. I've never done like a proper objective or even subjective list of so difficult bonds. I, I, I'm going to have to do this over the coming weeks as some homework to put them in order because I wouldn't know where it rank yet. I, I don't remember enjoying it much about two or three years ago. Uh, I remember enjoying it. So it's going to have to be, I'll probably say, probably going to be mid table, I reckon. That's good. Maybe. Yeah, the table bomb films is very good. Because the standard of these films is so high. Yeah. Mm. By the nature of what they are. Rob, are you, uh, I know you weren't on the review. Uh, please just tell me your favourite bits of, of The Man with the Golden Gun. Well, I think we're going to say, tell me your favourite bits of that review because that is like, <laughs> honestly, like eight hours, eight hours oh, yeah. of the funniest than your audio I've, ever, books, I've ever. Yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah. <laughs> Latest one's clocked in at seven hours. Yeah, three, yeah, I know, I know. It's got nothing <laughs> on it. <laughs> Yeah, no, it was that review was one of the funniest audio experiences of my whole life. Seriously, that was unbelievable. But this film is so great; it's so good. I, I it was one of those brilliant rediscoveries for me. This watching yeah. it again. So when I knew you, you that we were doing it, and that I wasn't on the episode, and I was going to watch it afterwards. Sorry, listen to it afterwards. I thought I'd I'd watch the movie so I could. Enjoy the chat, having seen it fresh. Whoa, did not disappoint at all. It was so, so great. Watching a Blu-ray again for the, well, Blu-ray for the fir- very first time yeah. was a, just a treat. Roger is a really interesting Bond in this movie as well. Like, mm. he's not your, he's not the Roger that is in the middle Bond movies. Because I think Roger, in across his seven, goes through three different versions of James Bond, I think. And he's like in this, I don't know, this version of him is like the outlier prototype version 
you know, that is possibly pre-Live and Let Die. I think he's 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 darker in this than he is in Live and Let Die. Yeah. So is this a Live and Let Die prequel? I don't, you know, yeah. I don't know. Right. When, yeah, then he becomes the yeah. sort of the, the Bond that we know from Spy Who Loved Me. Yeah. And then he becomes the mature Bond in, yeah, for your eyes, well, the, the yeah. holy trinity of 80s Roger Moore. Oh, yeah. So, um, yeah, I, I, I adore this movie so much. The, it, Chris is absolutely right. The music is insane. It's just, I was not prepared <laughs> to revisit it because when you're a kid, you don't listen to that stuff and think, because you know you're watching a Bond movie because of those things. But when you're a kid, you don't credit it to those things. You just, this is a Bond movie because the music's incredible or, you know, the locations are amazing or whatever. And the whole package is so great, which you don't get. And this is something I, I take for granted in other areas of cinema is that the, the overall Bond package when you're watching a movie is so, so great. Yeah, just a huge fan of this. Loved it. And also loving the bottle fight with Nicknack at the end. <laughs> <laughs> you big bully! <laughs> you big bully! <laughs> I, was think- so I was thinking today about about the musical decisions of the man with the golden gun and i was thinking like the score does have a lot to do with its shifts in tone as you know you get this really amazing (laughs) you know like beautiful music and and all that and then you have (laughs) you have the knickknack music yeah (laughs) (laughs) and then i was thinking it's a whole maybe you know maybe with a different soundtrack you know, you might in- interpret the film differently. You might take on. So then I was starting to, <laughs> I was starting to think about um, <laughs> yeah, um, knickknack. I was starting to picture knickknack getting the same sort of musical treatment as Odd Job. So like, <laughs> genuinely, and I thought, I thought, you know, like when he appears on the street, when knickknack yeah, yeah. appears on the street, you know, like, ding, ding, and I thought, wow. hold on, he's gonna, he's gonna sort of pose more menace. Actually, you know, maybe with some different music, it might have altered quite a few things. And then I thought of the scene at the end where he falls <laughs> up and he's Think about that. that no, incredible, no, no. You know, the, the, so John Barry had no choice musically. He had no choice. No. He, he, was, he had to go... Brum, 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 brum. Think about like re. I think we'll have to do it for Twitter when this episode comes out. But like redoing the theme, you know, like imagine when he looks through the thing, you know, and he's, he's yeah, looking yeah. down. Like yeah. and it's the it's the Bond theme from License to Kill, that really high drama version. <laughs> 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 and, and, you know, we got Nick not looking out instead of like you say, Harry, that like. <laughs> you know, you could not be more like it, it, you. Right, it's like. John. Never killed a biddy before. Yeah, is it? Mr. Barry, can you can you signpost that this guy is so far removed from a threat as possible? <laughs> is that okay? Can you we do did, that? Well, we did the probably with best, trumpets if possible. Yeah, best henchman, <laughs> you know, you can't, you can't, <laughs> just a valet and a. Yeah, you know. you're big boy. He's put in a suitcase. He is luggaged. He he is done with luggage. <laughs> what a film. <laughs> <laughs> karate, you know, the, the Jamie Pepper. The variety of this film is insane. It's absolutely mad. But it also fully invests in where it is. You know, it's like yeah, it's a yeah. proper Far East Bond movie. It is. Yeah. yeah. You never hear like, oh, I'm, I'm new to the Bond films. I, what what would you recommend I start with? Oh, man with a golden gun, are you? <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, because it's got everything, hasn't it? I mean, well, can you imagine though, like if you if because a lot of people say, oh yeah, start with Skyfall, start with something, yeah, start yeah, with yeah. Skyfall, you know. So if you watch Skyfall and then you go like, oh, there's there's twenty. 24 others. Yeah. Let's, like let's pick the man with the golden gun. <laughs> yeah. when, it's an insane rude awakening you're oh, about to have. I'm obsessed <laughs> when you see Scaramanga fly away in that, you know, the, the car that flies. <laughs> Everyone's staring and like, what's the matter, boys? <laughs> Never oh. seen an airplane before. <laughs> <laughs> It, well, and it's also the film that birthed Debap on Love. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just, uh, I can't. Who died for our enjoyment. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. The second death in the <laughs> second and only death. Yeah. Two yeah. people died. Yeah. Real people will die about it. Hi, this is Robert Dobby, and you're watching Really 007 Podcast. Purely business, nothing personal. So yes, we will. I mean, I could obviously I will talk about Man with the Golden Gun forever. We did, we've done it already. Still, but there's been a couple of other things we're going to talk about tonight. We're going to talk about the game Golden Eye Rogue Agents. This is another really what on earth is going on? I, it's nothing to do with Golden Eye. It's nothing to do with the film or the game Golden Eye because it was. Is it not? No. So I was I was obviously reading up on this. So it's 2004, so about the same time as Everything or Nothing. It was on the GameCube, Nintendo DS, PlayStation 2 and Xbox. So, you know, wide release. And it's a first-person shooter. So the player takes on the role of an ex-MI6 agent. Listen, you'll, you'll start laughing now. Who is recruited by Goldfinger to assassinate his rival, Dr. No. Then you've got, also in the game, you've got Pussy Galore, Odd Job, Xenia, and Scaramanga. Yeah. <laughs> and Christopher Lee returned to give his voice to the... To the oh, wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavourless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is plush care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Um, Judy Dench <coughs> gave her voice. Um, this, Chris, you all, this will blow your mind. Ken Adam was the production designer for the game. No way. The game? Yeah, they were based on his original, you know, the designs yeah. he'd done, but he adapted them for the game. I mean, what? God he must have been in his 90s, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I'm getting all muddled up now. What's what's the name of the game? GoldenEye Rogue Agents. Nothing where to Daniel do with James Bond. No, but what's the name of the game where Daniel Craig is all the other bombs? What's oh, Legends. Legends, 007 Legends. Oh, 007 Legends, oh, yeah, yeah. So they, on this, there's footage, I've seen it, of... On the Golden Gate Bridge and stuff. 
No. Oh, what is, have you played it, Si? I played it when it came out years and years ago. <laughs> it's uh, unbelievable. And it, was it 2004, did you say? Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I remember playing it then because I had a really good multiplayer and that was before you could go online. So you get your friends around and it was quite reminiscent of GoldenEye 64. But the actual campaign or the main story uh, was just like a shoot 'em up Call of Duty <laughs> Style, yeah, and you could yeah. go, you could go like get. Actually, you you had a golden eye in it. You actually had a, an eye made from gold. Yeah, that was, was like the bionic eye at No Time to Die. Actually, well, yeah. um, because it, and you could do stuff with it, like have powers and whatever else. But it wasn't a good game. It wasn't memorable. <laughs> and, and and a tight to near. I'm sure at the beginning of the game, you and James Bond going to Fort Knox, like in Goldfinger. I think it's Fort Knox, and Bond gets killed within like five. <laughs> Gets like crushed by a helicopter, and then it's, it's really it's that's how really you simple. do it. So it's this, really bizarre, <laughs> this is where the, this is where the seeds were planted. Yeah, I know everything yeah, or nothing. Yeah. The plot is a bit similar as yeah, well. Apparently. Nanobots from that. Yeah. So yeah, they've just went back to the games and nabbed all the best bits. Of <laughs> Goodness me, what is going on? We need to play these games, don't we? How how official was it? Was it? It's, it was official, but it's not. I think this and. 007 Racing and, and non-canon. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't, that, that one sounds fascinating as well. Oh, that was terrible. I, I, I had, had that, really yeah. Did you have it, that? Was, it was bad. Yeah, it yeah. was really bad. You should, you should watch footage of it on YouTube. It looked, it looked bad now, but imagine it then. It oh, bad. it was, it was awful. <laughs> the, the voice acting was yeah. the most horrific I've ever had on a game. Um, and the level that I only wanted to play when he, was, when he had the, seven, the BW 750 was through security cameras. Yeah, I remember that one. It was black yeah, and white, yeah. wasn't it? it was yeah, it was CCTV. awful. <laughs> oh, dear. John, please. Did John, please lend his voice to it. Have I dreamt that? Yeah, I think he might have. Yeah. yeah. He, he's done a he, couple of them. Yeah, he didn't pass up voice work much. He, he always signed up for these things. Yeah. The golden era, wasn't it? <laughs> that was yeah, it, yeah. yeah. <laughs> But what... I Apparently, they, so it's EA who made it, and they did the Tomorrow Never Dies game, which again is very un- underrated. People don't because I enjoyed it, that. Yeah, it was well, really good. It yeah, came after Goldeneye though, so it was never going to mm. sort of live up to it. But it had like a ski level, didn't it? It yeah, did. It was that the one where the multi one of the multiplayer's levels was a ski lodge at the like between a couple of mountains? Oh, I didn't remember playing it in the skiing. I don't think I had multiplayer tomorrow. Never died. Oh, did Nightfire did. Oh, Nightfire Nightfire must did. be thinking of another one. It was Nightfire, that's enough, the one I'm thinking of. Oh, Nightfire, yeah. yeah. Nightfire was ace. Yeah. Skyrim, I think, was the name of the level. Skyrim. <sighs> it was quite successful. So it sold a million units, but terrible reviews. <laughs> <laughs> but the, anyway, so there was a song from it, and weirdly, it's it's from Natasha Benningfield, who was in the From Russia with Love game, yeah, the Prime Minister's daughter, yeah, yeah, yeah. only this a year before, crazy. but didn't do a song for that. <laughs> I think it was from her like her album at the time, but Paul Oakenfeld did a remix of it, and he of course did a remix of the Bond theme for the mm. Dying of the Day album, which. You did the Big Brother theme as well, so. Yeah. It, again, it's the down of the day of certainly not sticking to trends here with pioneering. And is this, is this the version that was on the game? I'm not sure. I couldn't really find it anywhere. I think there's a snippet version of it. But... I've, I've listened to the original version. There is eventually some singing, I think. What, what's it called? <laughs> it's called If You're Gonna Jump. <laughs> So again, Bond dying, Bond killing himself, or... Well, no. 
I, I pictured straight away the bungee jump from Goldeneye. Oh, right, yeah. Yes, I did. I was with you, Ari. But it's nothing yeah, to do yeah. with the film Well, then Goldeneye. I heard the lyrics. <laughs> then I heard the lyrics. Right, yeah. sure, then. Yeah. <laughs> nothing to do with Bond, the lyrics. <laughs> Get this on in the club, my word. <laughs> in the minor key. When does he talk about being a couch potato? Yeah, I don't... <laughs> that, that is in the, one of the verses, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Brilliant. I'm like mentioning your chihuahua. <laughs> oh. It's got bummed elements, though. It does have yeah, bummed yeah, elements. Yeah. But it does sound like this is oh, this is a remix, but the original might sound more bummed. I don't know. It, it, only a little bit. It does. It's got some... Exciting Bond bits in the original. I'm not averse to uh, you know a beat in a Bond. It doesn't have to be brass. And... Mm. Uh, Rob, what are you? <laughs> oh, very I, hard. I, I must be honest. I've never been a fan of this particular style of music. So, yeah. um, um, but that said, I can definitely see um, Bondian chord progressions. It would definitely fit in with the the Bond music of the 90s, without doubt. So, yeah, why not? Like the Ice Palace, the the remix of Dying of the Day. How good yeah, is that? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it is. It's... You couldn't wait to mention it. <laughs> oh, we, we, we're trying to shoehorn these Bond songs. But, you know, just an original song for a, <laughs> for a well, game that no one remembers. It... What, the way I because I did listen to the original version and it's from yeah. one of her albums yeah, so and it does have some really Bond notes in I think it's almost like it's one of those songs I know Gert's got a playlist hasn't he of yeah. pop songs mm-hmm. that sound like Bond songs yeah. it's, it, to me it's like one of those where they've heard some of the notes in it and it sound, does sound like a really cool Bond song if you if you track down the original it's yeah it does but the lyrics aren't at all appropriate. <laughs> so, you know, she's like, I don't want to be a couch potato. She's like a, a thrill seeker or something. She likes chili in her food, like she wants a pet chihuahua. Like, what? That's a rogue agent. <laughs> it's perfect. It's perfect. It's perfect. Clearly describes it. All the hallmarks yeah. of a rogue agent. I remember the, uh, asking this question with Gert and Shayla um, yeah. about whether um, our guest, Cy and Tom, have you ever like what what songs exist out there do you think are are bond songs Un, like unofficial bond songs yeah there's the um, oh, it's on it's music it's on the second law album and it could even be the opening, opening track i'm gonna just i'm just gonna bring it up on my music now and have a quick googly because uh it'll bug me otherwise but I that, you know that you can something completely nothing to do with the films mm. that sounds bond i mean how good's that hey, i know yeah, that's it yeah, that's it. Yeah. it well it's because we've got we've watched 25 movies and yeah. 60 years of this ever-evolving fabric that it feels like it's embedded yeah like yeah. what feels right what what sounds right well, like yeah, the, the stage of the man with gun gun that yeah it's not quite this is definitely what you have to do all the time isn't it there's still yeah. new mm. ways of doing a bond song yes yeah. Even Goldeneye is pretty. It yeah. sounds very Bond, but it's slightly it's pretty different to what we've had before, isn't it? Yeah, like building blocks, blonde. Yeah, <laughs> building blocks. James Bond, yeah. James Bond, yeah. <laughs> yeah, supremacy. That's the first track of the yes, second yes. album. That's yeah. it. What about you, Sai? Anything spring to mind for yourself? Yes, 
a band you may or may not know them the last shadow puppet oh yeah, yeah. yeah. one one half mm-hmm. of them is uh, is it alex turner from the Arctic monkey mm-hmm. oh yes yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. and yeah. they brought out an album i think it was 2008 uh, the age of the understatement and there's like three songs that one standing next to me and mm-hmm. like takes were made for you and that whole album sounds <laughs> like a 60s just like a 60s album it's got like string arrangements that barry that re- reminds me of barry it's got twangy guitar on it but it's also got that unique sort of play on lyrics that alex turner from arctic monkeys does but those three songs in particular when i first heard them all those years ago i thought that's that's bond that doesn't sound like it sounds like it's reminds me of bond but you need to check out the tracks and make oh, i will do thank you yeah I'll, I'll type them in there but if you check them out they're they just belong in a bond film or a spy film they just sound so throwback um, they're original songs are not covered. Uh, I'll so cool. It's worth checking out. What about oh, yourself, Rob? What, what do you have? Yeah. Oh, I, 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 there's all sorts. Um, I think in the, you know, it's one of them things you ask a question, then you don't have an answer prepared. So, no, there's a bunch of stuff that, that feels quite Bondian that I like. I, you know, um, Shape of My Heart by Sting. <laughs> oh. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. It felt quite, it's got quite mid 90s Bond vibe about it. Um, yeah, you've definitely, absolutely. Yeah. It's it's a minor key. It's a brilliant oh, it's yeah. Such a great song, isn't it? Yeah, that, that's what I'd go for tonight. But tomorrow night would be a different answer. We, I think uh, <laughs> on that episode with Gert and Shelley, yeah. I, I said the Lie to Me by Gary Barlow. <laughs> oh, it was oh, amazing. Yeah. It's, Checked it out. It's so good. I'm, they don't want it, but honestly, some of these songs, good. The they? Good they don't want it. Well, I mean, it's, you know, <laughs> it's not a credible, cool Gaylor's life, suggestion, uh, The Pretty Reckless, uh, is it The Pretty Reckless? 25 yeah. by The Pretty Reckless. It was really good. Really the, good. With Mary Cindy Lou Who as the lead yes, singer. Yes, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Right. yeah, yeah. Chris, have you got any very, very Bond songs? Yeah, I think size, yeah, suggestions are, are perfect. And I was just got me thinking about, because I always thought that that band sounded very much like sort of peak 60s um, yeah. Scott Walker. And I think Scott Walker, some of Scott Walker's tracks, the four albums, one, two, three, and four, have some, again, that kind of the strings, the guitars and that, which would be perfect. Obviously, he did write a Bond yeah. song. <laughs> no, <laughs> no one mentions it. We, we will we will be talking about it. It re- rarely, it's on the end of the World Is Not Enough album, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. But it's, yeah. it's a lecture's theme, isn't it? Mm-hmm. It's a lovely mm-hmm. David Arnold theme. But perhaps his voice doesn't just quite fit. I don't know. It's with that song. I mean, it's a lovely sort of easy listening track. But I, I think the producers are like, we can't. Can't end with this in the end credits, you know, an action film. (laughs) (laughs) I knew my, you know, just (laughs) lovely, but not, it's not good night, good night, is it? Let's be honest. (laughs) Well, what's it? What's it? (laughs) Rob, I I mean, I don't know how to obtain it, but you wanted to talk about the the golden eye, the the game, the game and the the music on. Yeah, well, I've got two 90s bangers I want to talk about, if that's okay. Oh, yeah, go Um, for it. The, 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 um, our, I think for people of our collective age bracket, you know, is a big deal, these two bits of music. Yeah. Very hard to find out much about either of them, but I've done a bit of a go. I've had a go. <laughs> oh, yes. The first one I'd like to talk about is just how unnecessarily brilliant <laughs> the, pause, the pause music from GoldenEye is, yes. the game oh, N64. Yeah. yeah. It's it. So there's so many TikTok things and and videos and memes going around about about this in the last sort of few years. But there is no reason that this 
Pause music has to be as good as it is. <laughs> I mean, it's a placeholder at best while you go and have a poo. It's just, it's unbelievable, <laughs> this music. Like, like to the point that, have you ever known a game where you want to press pause just so you can hear the pause mm. music rather than play the actual game? Because that's what this is for me. It's Pretty much the only reason I've still got an N64 is for that game and the pause music. Exactly. Oh, there you go, Tom. Brilliant. There you go. And, and if I told you right now that there's behind the wall behind me that there is a an N64 plugged in with only one cartridge, which is Goldeneye. Yeah. So you know it's yeah. it's ridiculous. Like, but how did it get? I don't, so I've I've gone across the internet today trying to find like who's responsible. <laughs> who is responsible? Some incredible <laughs> music. I don't know. Yeah, they were like sound designers. Nobody. Uh, yeah, yeah, some sound designer at Rare Studios or whatever. Because uh, yeah. it was Rare that did the game, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Uh, what, the only thing, I mean, well, not the only thing, but the, there's, they're obviously there's all talk about a, a Nintendo Switch revival of GoldenEye coming next year because a dispute's mm. been resolved with Rare. If that happens, keep this pause music. Oh, yeah. Don't yeah, change absolutely. a thing. If you've got a HD here, Great, great, do that. Yeah. But oh my word, do, any of you guys got it perfectly it, memory it perfectly of this? Tap, sorry, the, the pause music. It, like Tom said before, Goldeneye, even Goldeneye yeah. was a bit different. And it's, I think it's the production. And we we did talk about, we've talked about Goldeneye as well, haven't we? Mm. It's got the the massive attack producer behind it, the actual song, and this pause music definitely taps into that, yeah, that deep yeah. drum. It's, it's mm. it no, is it's. So atmospheric. Oh yeah, yeah. it's linked and, to the Sarah to to an extent, isn't it? The no, that's the one. That, I, I don't know how to explain oh. that. Like, what is it? An <clears throat> echoey, like lips parting. What is it? But echoing, like <laughs> I don't know. How do you do it? Oh, it's like R and B almost. Isn't it? It's such a banging tune. <laughs> that it just it just brings back memories. That oh. it does. Yeah. It's got that industrial look. Oh, Can you not just picture it's, having to it's... pause the game for tea? And then you're yeah. going back into the, where your N64 is. And as you get closer to the living room or the bedroom, mm-hmm. wherever your N64 is, you can hear it on pause waiting for you. Oh, yeah. So exciting. But the thing is, it's the perfect thing because it like it promises all the brilliant adventure that that game actually yeah. delivers and gives you. Yeah. It promises everything so that you're right, Harry, when you've got to step away for a minute and then you come back, you're like, you're walking towards it's like, I am back. I'm yeah. bursting <laughs> to get back at this. I cannot yeah. wait to get back at this. <laughs> it's so great. It's just another of the things that Goldeneye did. <laughs> Would that, would that have happened with Eric so well. I don't, I'm just not sure it would. I don't know. It, for better or for worse, it's mean. the sound of I mean. the whole era, isn't it? Yeah. But until David Arnold took like, like, it another level. Uh, what do we call it? Like a Soviet drop echo? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Soviet drop echo. It seems like it. <laughs> any, anyone else with any particular memories of that music in that moment in time? Well, no, I, I just everything about I just the only reason it's the only pretty much I, the only game I've had for that console, and the console is it still works. I remember your <laughs> you know, your slapses where you literally have no gun or no weapons. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Judo, yeah. 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 and then you oh, and, if, and, if, and if you were if you were if you were Jaws and Odd oh, yeah. Yeah, as it Jaws couldn't look down far enough, or Oddjob couldn't look. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, <laughs> he, he, yeah, he, he, he couldn't kill Oddjob unless he was too far. You know, he was further away. <laughs> I love that game. God, I have to. You know what? I have to get it out and play it. 
but that's I'm, one of those I things am, that I'm, these redevelopers have got to like take into account is that all those yeah. imperfections we actually love that yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, I really yeah. love that stuff. You know, so if they've got the head screwed on and they're, and they're passion people like us, they will keep those in there in some way, shape, or form. They will, won't they? Because that's yeah. what people are going to go. Oh my god, do you remember this? Or you know, or we're just going to get a straight, like, simple HD remake. I'm struggling to remember what was the actual pause screen. Was it like the level of blur? Oh, his watch, his watch, his watch came watch. up. His watch was it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And so he had his health pressed... bar and stuff oh. around it, didn't he? Oh. Yeah, yeah. trying to find yeah. it for you, Harry. Yeah, the health, oh. health, health bar armor. What armor one side, yeah, yeah. the other? Can you, mm, yeah, it was the exact right. same. It was the exact that's same time split. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, time split yeah. has nicked it as well. Time split has <laughs> nicked the exact same. Yeah, game. time split has nicked the exact same one. I had um, a smartwatch a, a couple of well, like maybe three or four years ago, and I learned very quickly with young children you can't have one of them really, <laughs> or at least I can't because it got smashed very quickly. But um, no. <laughs> for the time that I did have it, that was the watch face. Someone had done the golden eye watch face for it. Yeah, yeah. The poor screen watch face. And I, I felt like the absolute G all day. Did you guys see Pierce Brosnan and was it Jimmy Fallon when the played Golden Eye together on, uh, oh, on no. YouTube? Oh, oh, yeah. oh. Watch on YouTube. They, they play a game together on the N64. It was a couple of years ago it was broadcast. Oh, T- tell me, Pierce, does it? Please. You watch it. Don't let me spoil it. Don't let me spoil it. There's Bond Eye, you know. So good. There's another bit of music I, I, that I'd love to bring up because I think it's <laughs> this is a piece of music that that catapulted um, Oh uh, yes, I think Bond I into the nineties like properly after the hiatus between eighty nine's license to kill. And Goldeneye, and it was—it's um, oh. been used all over the place for ages and ages. But it's—it's it's the Goldeneye trailer music by Parody Fair. <laughs> this is the production couple of Star Parody and Jeff Eden Fair. Used <laughs> <laughs> everywhere, so it was used in the Goldeneye trailer. But then, if you got the DVD, if you got the videos, you had this—it's this like advert for the whole collection, which said, you know, and it opened wow. with like about do you want excitement you know mm. get the james it's- bond collection kind of thing and then this music kicked in and it was alongside <laughs> highlights video highlights of the whole yep. franchise up to that point i could cry this, thinking about this like, period unbelievably meaty muscular version of the bond theme and as i found out during my yeah. research today they recorded it in their front living room wow really, really? yeah yeah <laughs> this version was recorded in their living room Unbelievable. I remember, Rob, that obviously we loved that music from the trailer um, and it was absolutely remarkable. And we'd watch we'd watch the video just to hear it. Oh, and yeah. And then, you know, we had like the 30th anniversary album with all the songs on, but it wasn't until years later you seemed to have, you got your hands on it on a CD or something. Yeah, yeah. And you lent it us or played it to us. It was just incredible. <laughs> Oh yeah, I know that. Yeah, yeah. Absolute. I'm in my living room. Perfect trailer. Yeah. This is everything we love about this. (laughs) Different level. It is. In the living room. James Bond. It's, 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 everything is so exciting mm. about this. 
so exciting. I just, I thought like it, this is the perfect piece of music to make James Bond. It suddenly made it like hyper relevant yeah. again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In a trailer sense. And that trailer, Tom, I mean, at the start of that trailer, that, you know the name, you know, you know the, the number name. kind of stuff. Yeah. You, you know shoot the name. it off, yeah. Oh, shoot it yeah, all yeah, I mean, it's yeah. just, it's the perfect stuff. marketing. Because if you yeah, remember, but... I don't know whether you've seen the early ones, particularly Roger Moore, he did the same thing where he walked towards the camera to the 007. And it's like that, but it goes up a level because of the you're expecting somebody else. Also, it, it's, you know, it's a play on you. You expect me to talk as well, isn't it? it just it's yeah. so well. You know, you think of when Craig was unveiled as Bond and all that. Oh no, he's not. He's not there, and he doesn't do this. Isn't it? Brosnan just within a little, tiny few seconds of the trailer, yeah. it's like, oh my word! Well, that's yeah. incredible. Honestly, uh, like reading. So I found um, an interview with Parodi and Fair. <laughs> Um, it's on, on? goldeneyedossier.wixsite.com. They talk about how when... So if I... So can I just read this answer to this question? Please, okay. Right, okay. Because I think this is so... Because I've wanted to know information about it. It's so hard to get this piece of music as well, by the way. It's so hard <laughs> yeah, to get. Yeah. Just, just it to was hear on it, one like, of the anniversary CDs. It like, was, yeah. yeah that's yeah. how I had it. But like now that we all stream, like yeah, it's yeah. so hard to actually yeah. have this. But So the question is, what was the first idea that came to your mind while having to work with the John Barry Monty Norman composition? Was there a reason why you went to that modern approach or you always wanted to keep the original style without going too techno on it? And their answer is, when MGM asked us to work on the trailer, there was no picture yet to see. Just a concept of bringing Bond back after many years away and also drink, introducing a new James Bond character. We wanted it to be fresh, have a cool feel, and yet have some of the organic flavour of the original. I mean, I'm loving all this answer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We made a demo of an initial idea which incorporated the intro to the piece as it is now, which starts out with multi-layered ambient guitars and low trombones. Yeah. As a starting place, we initially did the whole theme in a more ambient, moody direction. The studio really loved the way it started, but wanted the piece to have lots, lots of energy as the music came into the main theme. So we did this and then returned <laughs> to the ambient section at the end. <laughs> I mean, that worked, by the way. <laughs> that studio, no, you know, please go mad in the middle. It really worked. <laughs> it was, that was the best time, wasn't it? Growing, I know we're all in a slight age range, but... I think because we were too young to see Licence to Kill at the cinema, weren't we? So this was it. And this was you. Wow, there's a new Bond. Yeah. You haven't seen him on interviews or anything like that. You just And even on films, there weren't really many films we'd seen that he was in. It was just like, this guy looks just like James Bond. Oh, yeah. It was amazing. I think, I think back then, we've, we've had, what's it, 2015, 2021, we waited six years. Yeah. The fourth and fifth Daniel Craig film. I think back then I was too young to, to remember, um, but I think it would have been more accepting to wait that amount of time. If you were getting a reset, you were getting a new era, you were getting a new bond. The fact that we were hanging on and hanging on for what we knew was going to be yeah. bond, it just to me it was just too long. It was just too long to wait for. Yeah, I don't mind waiting that long for something new, something fresh, something mm. not, because we knew it was going to be a, another follow up to. The bond, the last one that we had, another continuation. I don't know how you guys feel about it, but um, I think back then, 89 to 95, that must have been quite exciting when you got yeah. announced all new and fresh and it was all it's the 90s, it's the 90s bond, it's, it's just balls to the wall, let's go for it. I, I agree totally. I think I think that this is, uh, you know, earlier we were talking about uh, Matt Munro 
creating building blocks for mm-hmm. the James Bond whole thing, you know, the the whole entity that is James Bond. I think this created building blocks in me in terms of my love of the whole franchise, yeah. to be honest. Mm-hmm. Like, at such a formative yeah. age. Yeah. It's just so so big and so incredible and so exciting. Yeah. And that James the James Bond theme could have like rock guitars in it. Mm-hmm. That's it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think we had even back then when we don't we obviously social media wasn't such a was wasn't even a thing, but we had so much to go on. Like that you there was a new mm-hmm. film coming out which meant there was a ton more toys and merchandise coming out. Yeah. There was the game that came yeah. out that turned out to be one of the best games of all time. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The, the 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 you know like you say the, the, just the trailer music is absolutely yeah. mind-blowing and memorable. <laughs> well, I mean, I used, I've used the term peak Bond or peak whatever a few times, but that gold, that 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 era of the, the mid-90s, I mean, Goldeneye yeah. and Tomorrow Never Dies, and the world is not enough for what it was. Yeah, yeah, good, right? Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I think, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, absolutely. What a, what a wow. trilogy. Yeah. 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 Trilogy. The Arnold trilogy, the Tomorrow Never Dies, World is Not Enough, Down of the Day. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The Cold is the best trilogy. contemporary music in the whole franchise. Yeah, yeah. Really do. Yeah. Really Sorry, Tom, thanks for indulging me there. I just always wanted to talk about those songs, um, yeah, but, but I've not had anyone thing, to talk to about it. The other thing <laughs> as well to sort of mention is that, the you know, when the film ended up being absolutely brilliant. Yeah. Like, yeah. the way for Goldeneye, and Goldeneye was everything you wanted. I know there's the, you know, maybe Eric Serra could have done a better job, but I, even so... I can understand the argument that he is part of the fabric of that film as well. It's like it doesn't ruin the what film. What a package it? you got! No, 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 no. 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 If anything, I love it, love it more. Possibly the, the, <laughs> the coming together of you know with all that hype, the, the coming together of real strong belief in the franchise, proud of the franchise, but also knowing they've got an unbelievable film up the sleeve coming out as well. Yeah. Like there's so much to be excited about. Mm-hmm. And then even just us as kids sing Q, the same Q. Oh, yes. oh yes. Yeah. Oh, this is, this is exactly the same franchise. That's my lunch. Ah, yeah. Oh, it's such a good scene. <laughs> yeah. 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 Dear me. And to, to be fair, you said, uh, the, Tom, you know, that the, the BMW 750, the Q scene on that, at the rental yeah. car in the house. Oh, oh, yeah. It's brilliant, it's, isn't it? He, walk, he walks out as an Avis rep. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's amazing. <laughs> I love it, and and uh, yeah. And to be honest, actually, uh, it, if you think about the dying of the day and and how awesome, I mean, obviously it was Ah, obviously John Cleese replaced him. I love the bit where he, where he gives him that massive manual for the Aston. Oh stuff. yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, it took you a few hours to read that. Just took a few seconds, Q. You know, it's just, yeah, it's yeah. brilliant. Yeah, yeah it yeah. is awesome. It I is. I think awesome. Pierce Brosnan and well Desmond Llewellyn and then John Cleese, they just got it so spot on that relationship. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. there was that the general admiration for him, but also yeah. the sort of fatherly, protective yeah. element that Q had, and oh, we think like lovely. it was was it Living Daylights where it is, isn't it? Where Q was like, we call it a ghetto blaster. Oh yeah, we're making it for the Americans. <laughs> But then, like, literally, if you put that scene together with, with him in Golden Out of Eyes, it's like there's never been any gap. Absolutely. The, you know, the way that they've, the way yeah. that, that, that Llewellyn portrayed him and the way that he's written. Because he got so much to do. I think, again, John Glenn gave him like, octopuses in it loads. And then, yeah, maybe not as much in a few, although he just goes to the race course. <laughs> and, yeah. and at the end, yeah, spying on Bond at the end. But Living Day, the Dalton ones as well. Q is just mm. in his so license much. to kill. Yeah. And, yeah, and, and humour mm-hmm. in apparently, yeah. you know, the, the most serious of no notes. Got lots of humour as well. Mm-hmm. Well balanced. They were well balanced. Yeah. Those yeah. Ones. yeah. Yep. 
What did you say, Tom? What are your favourite? If you could have a top five off the top of your head. Okay, so Living Daylights, Tomorrow Never Dies, Licence to Kill, From Russia with Love, and, oh God, a fifth one. I feel sorry for Roger Moore because I'm going to miss him out completely, maybe. On a marriage secret service. <laughs> it's difficult. And I, as a kid, I didn't care about OHMSS at all. I wasn't interested. It didn't grab me as a Bond film, but it's it grabbed me more the older I got. And then I got mm-hmm. to see it at the cinema about six years ago. Oh, wow. It got re-released for one night. Um, I finished working hall, drove all the way to Sheffield, because it was only at Sheffield. Met Danny McMonagall, who we've already mentioned tonight, oh. and, uh, and saw it at the cinema. And what, what, yeah, what, what an experience that was. Yeah. So uh, that was... Uh, it might be the same list tomorrow, but... Yeah, I know what you mean. Pretty much near us, damn it. Flipping it. That is an incredible and, selection. And, and I, I, I'd even... As we're talking about James Bond music most of tonight, I would actually go as far to say as I, if the next Bond film had was 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 songless over the opening credits and it was a back to a, uh, an individual mm. piece of music i'd i'd love that if it was the yeah. right piece of music and done well because mm. on a magic secret service piece of music is probably oh. my favorite piece of bomb music of all time uh, mm. even Ar- arnold's version on mm. on uh, shaken and stirred album is just ace you know oh. I, i'd love an instrumental again i know they'll never do it because it doesn't sell but i'd love yeah. Yeah. an instrumental um, there's a version do you remember um, when oh that very famous Propellerheads version of yeah. um, On Imagine mm-hmm. came out and the yeah. B-side was this unbelievable David Arnold mm-hmm. instrumental version of do you remember it Chris? Yeah Space March no 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 there was a there was an On Majesty's David Arnold oh the, the orchestral the orchestral yeah, version yeah and it had like loads Loads See, was, of trombone and stuff. It was brilliant. massive and incredible, and I yeah. can't find it anywhere. Anywhere. It, acapella, acapella, that was it. Yeah. It was like the acapella, but with mm. orchestra. So, no, I mean, I have the single on CD, but you like Rob. Mm. In this years of streaming, I don't know where you I just can't get it anywhere. Yeah. And it was honestly, the, there's a bit in it where it tumbles down into the. On yeah, do, do, Yeah. And it's just, oh, and then you can hear the violins and the cellos at the bottom. Like, da, 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 da. You know, I'm like, oh, dear, it's, the swell is incredible. Yeah. The music from the mid-90s, Bond-wise, was unbelievable. Mm-hmm. Oh, got to be excited there, sorry. <laughs> yeah. That's all part of that <laughs> 90s excitement, isn't it? And that's how yeah. David Arnold got the gig, of course, for Tomorrow Never Dies. And John Barry gave him his blessing. But we were obsessed with it, you know, this year. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, other sort of Bond song. What are your favourite Bond songs? First of all, Sai, I'll go to you. Like one of my favourite favourites is "The World Is Not Enough." Good. Yeah, like, Leo love that song. I just, just, I don't, It's tricky to describe. I just, it's, it's of its era, like all the best songs are. But I think it's one of the best ones in the last 20, 20 years. Honestly, I just, I took to it right away when I heard it the first time round, and I've always liked it. Mm-hmm. And it's quite a sexy song. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. There's, there's yeah. something very unusual about it, and the video, the video that is attached to the song, which is separate from the film. Yes, it's, it's so bizarre. It's so. Yeah, it really is. Yeah. Is she like a robot in it, and she's exploding, yeah. and she's got yeah. a bomb on her? But you should check <laughs> it out. So much seen effort. It. Yeah. Uh, it's like the No yeah, Time Today video was just her in black and white, wasn't it? Singing yeah. songs. I don't so know why. Maybe but it was think... uh, partly lockdown, but still. But yeah, I love that song. Oh, that's so refreshing. I know we're still, you know, yeah. 90s golden era here. <laughs> yeah, no, I just I love it. <laughs> Can't get enough of it. Oh. And Tom, what, what, what are your absolute favourites? Definitely, you know my name. Yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, just yeah. absolutely. Maybe love that. again. Yeah, 
you know, Chris Cornell, David Al, without yeah. a shadow of a doubt, just amazing. I, I love the world is not enough as well. I've got the C, I've got the CD single somewhere knocking around. Yeah, like the, 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 the cardboard, the grey cardboard. Yeah, uh, Rob had that. Remember? Yeah, mm. yeah, I did. Um, they're all so good though. You know, apart from <laughs> some of the later ones, um, <laughs> I, I actually t- tomorrow never dies. I prefer surrender KD yeah. Lang to the tomorrow never dies version, which is still a good song. But the surrender one at the end of it, it's just I feel it's more Bond than the actual main song is. Um, so, but yeah, that's I agree with you. Sorry, Tom. I, I I just I think they're two very strong Bond songs. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. they're, they're just two very very strong songs. But yeah. I know what you mean. Sometimes it takes an impartial. Ear, doesn't it for these things so my mm. wife is aware of james bond obviously <laughs> just wonder what on earth i'm doing in here you know <laughs> you keep talking about this other man why so she listened to i said so here's someone never dies and here's surrender by katie lang and she preferred surrender ah there you go as a bond mm. thing so mm. you get both though don't you they book yeah. in the album don't they? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think yeah. credits. There's, there's, Moby's got a remix on there, hasn't he? Yeah. There's, there was a deluxe version. There was a deluxe version that came out to one of dies. Never managed to get hold of that. Oh whoa! <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's got it's got it's much more padded out. Hearing me, it is the sort of it's one of the big debates upon amongst Bong fans which one do you prefer. But you've got the surrender, of course. Those notes and the, the melody is interweaving into the score, which is keep saying we won that again. But I don't know. I I do love the Shaw Crow version. It's, it feels a bit different, a bit. I don't know. She, it's not like the most powerful voice, but it works. I think it works. Yeah. Well. How on earth did she get the gig? Because she's a country singer to trade, is she? Well, she's not a pop singer, really, is she? Maybe, you know, you know. No, you're right. It's a bit of an unusual choice, wasn't it? I, think. Yeah. I can't think of pop songs that she's done. Country, country crossover, she kind of, that's kind of her. Yeah, part. yeah. I don't know. I presume that one of the producers liked her. Like when it was it Barbara Broccoli really liked Rita Coolidge. Oh, right. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> like what? You know, right? Well, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, that's a cracking. Chris, which I can't remember which one you prefer, or did you just like both? Or I think I prefer the Cheryl Crow one. I think because it it fits the film. I think it's genuinely a, a, a better a better song. Surrender is great. But I don't know. I, I, it's quite hard. It's tough, <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. Well, exactly. It just, I don't know. I, for me, the Sheryl Crow song just fits brilliantly. And it's a great mm-hmm. Bond film. And I agree with that. For me, The World Is Not Enough is probably the last great Bond Ooh. theme, in my opinion. I think it absolutely hits mm-hmm. all the spots for me. I know everyone mm-hmm. loves, obviously, the Casino Rail one. But I'm dying of the day. Well, <laughs> well, just you, Tom. Let's just admit it, it's only you. But yeah, there's been, in terms of just sort of the greats, yeah, obviously, yeah. I'm going to go and go on yeah. and, and uh, yeah. you know, like, <laughs> on Her Majesty's Secret Service is, like I say, for an instrumental is astonishing. Yeah. It sounds so fresh. Every time I hear mm-hmm. it, I am blown away by that piece of music. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. And I like a recent one. Obviously, I think a view to a kill is just yeah, another yeah, absolute yeah. banger. As soon as that comes on, it's just like you can't, Perfection, you can't skip this. Sure. And living daylights as well. Yes, yeah, those, yes. Yeah, I mean, really, yeah. really. Yeah. Again, that that run from a view to a kill for me to well, it's probably Goldeneye. The, those mm. songs are just mm-hmm. oh, oh, dear. Yeah, but he's yes. like, do you think he's licensed to kill Tom? Do you think it? I think it does still sound Bond. I know some people think it's a bit too, I don't know, R&B. 
I, I think it's all right. It's not one that always, that goes into my top 10, I don't think. But Michael Kamen, if we go to the score, yeah, I yeah. think massively underrated. I yes. think he brought, he, I would say that's the most Hollywood of all the scores. Um, mm. If you think the, 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 there's there's the track, the suite that puts like a lot of the main score together on the, la- the end of the album. And it's, it's, it's ace. It's got a really mm. good rendition of the Bond theme in it. And oh. he plays the notes slightly differently. I, I, it's, um, yeah. yeah, you know. God rest his soul, Michael Kamen. It was, um, yeah, I know. You know, it's um, he did a really good job. Yeah, I really enjoyed it, and it's only only recently, the past couple of years, I actually got hold of that properly. But yeah, I know the, the, the song's good. It's um, it's it's a it's a bit if you, if it's I think it's well, it kind of, I think it flows if you think from you know, from Living Daylights, which is quite an upbeat, yeah, you know, quite a bombastic song into that, and then into Golden Eye, it kind of flows. Oh, a, I think what a time. Mm. Mm. The, the um, my children t- only tonight. I said them. I said to them, what is your favourite James Bond moment? And two of them tonight said, when James and Felix parachute into <laughs> oh, I know. I'm sure you've shown them that more than other things. <laughs> you showed it them just before you asked, I presume. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But do you know, do you know I have been listening to, because I've been listening to the uh, the track, what it, I think it's called James and Felix. Yeah. Um, yeah. Or, or something. To, yeah, yeah. The way, yeah. And the way it ends with the church bells and goes yeah. into the song, the church That's, bells yes. endings is such an underratedly classy. I think Matt Kanzik said it when we did the first songbook episode and we did License to Kill. And he, he's such a sad music guy. He's like a music publisher. But he said it's in the same key. The church bell is in the same key as the first note of License to Kill, the yes. horn on the light. Because it, 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 it's, it's so, so well. seamless <laughs> and it's it's brilliant movie making. It, it's so so good. <laughs> We've so ended up excited. talking about license to kill again. Again, you know, like <laughs> no, we can't do that. There's an agenda we there. Hey, we, we haven't said an awful lot about Brosnan other than in the Brosnan episode. So I'm absolutely love talking about his films again. Yeah, yeah. They're so feel good, aren't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it. He's, they just they've got that they've got the formula, haven't they? Um, and they don't yeah. try and they don't try and do they've. I think what it's showed is that Broccoli and Wilson over the recent years can't do long format storytelling. You know, they've, they've looked at, you know, we've got the comparisons of Skyfall to the Dark Knight and everything, all that kind of stuff. But yeah, yeah. they're trying to go, oh my God, look what the MCU's done. It's dragged in billions. We need to kind of tie it all together. And they haven't, you know, the, because each Bond film, re, you know, the past Bond films from, from Casino Royale have all had production troubles in terms of script, in terms of, you know, directors with Danny Boyle leaving and things like that. So many production issues. They never managed to string a, a coherent thing together. Let's just go back to formulate Bond a little bit and go from, you know, just give us that one-off big bombastic film, which which we which we sorely lack, I think, recently. It's so refreshing. <laughs> I know we always end up saying things like this, but everyone who we, we get on this podcast seems to be saying the same thing. I don't, mm. You know, however... However much they liked this this last year, that they, they had the merits. I, mean, I walked out of Casino Royale and thought, "Wow!" Yeah, you know, yeah first yeah. time round, I was like, yeah. "Wow, that was great!" Um, you know, blown away. I, I walked out of Quantum of Solace thinking, "What the hell have I just watched?" <laughs> but then, I, 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 the film has grown on me. Yes, um, since it has grown on me since. Um, I, I couldn't fathom it again. Bond doing that long form story, they just can't do it. That you know, not as much as I think they they nailed it with Spectre like back in like the original films, mm. and then oh. you know multiple resets, multiple retirements, Blofeld being his brother and everything. I just can't. Guess <laughs> it. But also, you know, if you're going to do long form storytelling, like surely you know you bring the films out every 
Yeah, have a plan. Have a plan. I mean, look at. I mean, Doctor No and From Russia Love came out within like twelve months of each other. I mean, produced. It was instant, yeah. close. You know, work on it properly. Get a team together. Bring that family back together. That you know, or make a new family of, of a production family, as it were, and and, yeah. and plan it out. Go right. It's two thousand, and we've got the sixtieth anniversary this year. We have no plan. And, and a know, dead Bond. And, and a dead James Bond. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, uh, <sighs> people people are excited about that. They love the fact yeah. they're dead. They're, they're happy. They're all shouting about it. They're all saying how great No Time to Die was. The ending, yeah. brilliant. But they'll also accept, just for the 60th anniversary, a new Bond is just going to be started to be looked for. <laughs> That's it. Not not announced production underway. Yeah. If they, I mean, if they announce that there's in the 60th anniversary that there that a new Bond is coming, it's called this and. Yeah. This is the actor. Yeah. That's cool. That's cool. that's really cool. Yeah. That's yeah. great. Yeah, I mean, they need to, they they, should, they probably need a bit of a refresh at the top. It's probably got yeah. a bit stale. I I like it. I was talking to my friend a while ago about it, and um, I linked it to that. This is going to be random kind of spur of thinking, but the Formula One team Williams, so run by a family for many years and hit the heights when Frank was truly in charge and. At, absolutely at the pinnacle and then it slowly dwindled off it was the same old you know Claire Williams took over and they just couldn't get going again um, and then the, <laughs> yeah well yeah. here we go you know it's the same allegory in that aspect they, they're just not the kind of they don't know what they're doing uh, you know? and, and, I, and I love them for what they've done in the past yeah, it's, yeah. It's so it's so hypocritical to say because I love them for what they've done in the past and what they did and, and the creativity of Michael G. Wilson and, and his his strong kind of you know his creativity is throughout that over the you know many years, but nowadays, don't even get me started on purpose of ways. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but but yeah, come on, it, it, it needs it does need a really strong reboot. And if they're going to multi-form it over multiple films, have a plan, get those scripts locked down, get the stories locked down, and start building the production so you've got it all locked. You know, it, it's one of them. Love it, Tom. Oh, sorry, oh, no, I was researching for the, we're going to do the Thunderball review. Listen to this, yeah. The, th- the, th- the Thunderball, they started filming in France for the pre-title sequence. That was the first thing they did. And it coincided with the, the, the premiere of Goldfinger in that country. Yeah. Wow. I mean, wow. just think about that. This mm. is, sorry, no, we're already, no. I, I mean, you couldn't do that now, like we said before, that the marketing wouldn't work like that. No, and <laughs> you've obviously got the fact that we've run out of source material. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They had a lot to go on. But you know, there's that much out there. There's that much originality. Sure, there has to be something out there to be able to, to, to. You don't need to reinvigorate the franchise so much. It's just basically let's take what Bond was good at and and, yeah. and get us a new Bond. And like I say, wouldn't it be amazing to have a, a huge bombastic film out this year? But is this oh. this year? Or the next year for the 60th? I can't remember. Well, this we're year? in yeah, 2020. Yeah, this is the 60th. Yeah, this is yeah. A, what a franchise. It is. Well, yeah, mm. yeah. love it. What a franchise. Absolutely love it. And the songs yeah. as well. They're just such a massive mm. part of it. Like we're saying, I think Matt said it in a previous episode. What other franchise has a title sequence with the, the song that they're allowed to do, and everyone will sit through and love it? And mm-hmm. the fact that you've got a pre-title sequence—it's just and the gun barrel. I know, I know, these are only my, you know, for a filmmaker and an arty filmmaker. Well, you know, it doesn't matter. But there are constituent elements, aren't they? You yeah. want that. I was disappointed when Casino Royale didn't do it. I understand why they did it. Yeah. You know, they, yeah. they used it to give him his double O status, but, and then to have it at the end was cool, I suppose. But bring it, you know, 
it's you love it, don't you? It's what you're going for. You've yeah. got like a checklist of stuff you were kind of want to tick off as you go in a Bond film. And uh, yeah, to have the songs are just epic. I mean, to, oh. to, to put them into a top five or a top ten is tough. I think top ten is probably reason. Actually, it's not that tough, I suppose. But well, we will. I think when we finally exhaust the, the the songbook series, I think we'll do a you know the best songs episode, and we'll we'll try and get some kind of decision as to which ones are our favourite. But again. I love them all. I I I laugh when I hear the opening bars to All Time High. You know, I I, I think it's funny, but I, I love the song. No one, I don't think anyone is going to be, you know, nominating that. I think I've had, I think I've had one person who's who's nominated it, but we'll, we'll see. We'll see where that happens. It's very funny after you've had that incredible, yeah, pre-credit sequence. It's, it works with the song. Popular, it's very yeah. funny. <laughs> <laughs> what it's just a different world, isn't it? That was going on then. Well, no, the sax. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? What? It was, you know, it was um, adult contemporary. It was all the rage then. It was fine. People wanted it. <laughs> right, we will head off, guys. But thank you so much, and I'm sure we'll have you on again. You've been superb. Thank you very much to to have you on for the first time, Tom. It's been brilliant getting to know you a bit better and the Bonds stuff you've been saying. Is 100%, we love it. We absolutely, absolutely. Love it. I, Honestly, it's an honour and a pleasure to be on. Keep going. You know, this is exactly what I love listening to and I'm working my way through the series again and the podcast again as I drive to work. Oh. So I, I'm, I'm literally halfway through part four of the Skyfall review. Um, oh, yeah. The moment. Hence the Dark so, Knight references. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Um, <laughs> but no, honestly, absolutely love it. This is amazing and it's a, it's a pleasure to be a part of it you know i wasn't even nervous about going on this news i get nervous about this kind of thing but i'm really excited I and mean, it's it's great great to meet chris and harry and then si the people i've obviously not met before and, and but i've heard your voices so it's great oh thank you very much tom it's been brilliant and si as well what a guy love it i really i really appreciate the invitation gents love the content love the podcast and keep doing what you're doing yeah mm, definitely oh thank you very much again this is not meant to be you know Patting ourselves on the back, but thank you, you sent me that. You sent you sent me that check earlier on. You told me to say that. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, what check? What check? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, lads. It's uh, it leaves me to say good night and uh, yeah, enjoy the Bond music. I'm sure you've been listening to those playlists, guys, all week now. <laughs> the knickknack theme. <laughs> What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. 
Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.